The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, everybody. It's Kat Sadler, and this is It Sure Is a Beautiful Day. I've spent decades in TV broadcasting and conducted hundreds, if not thousands, of interviews in the span of my career. And on this show, the conversations continue. My goal is that every episode feels entirely brand new, but also like coming home. Let's get into it. Oh my goodness, here we are. I have missed you. That's the one thought that just has permeated my brain for a while now is how much I wanted to return to this medium, this community. So welcome. Welcome, everybody. I am Kat Sadler. And I tell you what, it sure is a beautiful day. (laughs) You're wondering, what? What? It sure is a beautiful day. I firstly just want to tell you how the name of this show came to be. Um, Anybody that knows me knows that I'm, I'm an eternal optimist for good or or bad. I just, being a a positive person my whole life has taken me so much further than any of my skills or talent or abilities or whatever. It's just, it's really helped manifest and kind of summon in really good things in my life. So I am that person. I, I go around or I take a walk with my dogs or I'm out with my friends or whomever. And I'm always like, God, it sure is a beautiful day. And I would say that enough that people started saying, God, you always say that. And it's true. And I think why that became the perfect title for this show was because for the first time in my life through the pandemic and through living through the last year and COVID, it was the first time in my life where I was like, God, it's harder to say that. It was harder to find the beauty in every day. And I, like so many of you, probably found yourselves on the floor or scared or completely unsettled. And so through the whole experience and coming to the other side and so desperately wanting to get back on the air, because that's a whole other piece. I mean, the universe pretty much just told me to sit my ass down because I've been trying to get back on the air and bring you the show for, I, I kid you not, probably eight eight months now. It was about halfway through COVID when I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a new show. It's gonna be a little different. I wanna, you know, try and infuse some some joy into people's lives, but it wasn't happening. I mean, for a myriad of reasons, the business of it, the, you know, you do have to find a home for your podcast, how it would look, when I could do it. And I finally just realized it was like the universe was like, it's not time. It's just, it's not, it's not time. And guess what, Kat? You have other things you need to be working on. So that is exactly what I was doing. It was very hard for me for the God, first time truly in my adult life to not either be on TV every day or making a podcast. And, you know, I think so many of us wrestled with that whole productivity, you know, thing. Like, am I not doing enough? Am I not working enough? Am I not putting enough content out there? And so just like many of you, I felt myself in that position but luckily, I didn't have a choice. So I I went in and I was doing a lot of the work on myself that I needed to do in this last year. So 
I don't even know that it would have been any good to come on here and come to the mic and really have a show. So it's funny how things turn out though, because all of this has come together and the timing is right. And I'm so freaking excited about this show. And I am so touched by how many of you have been like, where are you? Where's your podcast? When are you going to be back? So thank you wholeheartedly for your patience because it's so annoying. Trust me when I'm like, soon, coming soon. It's coming soon. Well, finally we are here and we are live. And this show, my hope and my vision is it's, it's going to be kind of all of the things. I'm going to share in a way personally I never have before. And yes, if you're familiar with my other podcast, Naked, I definitely opened up. But in, in this format, we're really, really going in. So I hope you like me because if you don't, you're not going to like this show because I am I am stripping everything away. I have. I am letting go of the need to be liked. I am n- not seeking your approval, frankly. I'm just going to be me, and I'm not going to filter myself, and I'm not going to edit myself, and I'm going to speak from the heart, and hopefully that resonates with you, and hopefully you come here and feel connection. I really, really do hope that. Um, but not only am I going to be talking about myself, a lot more and what's going on in my life and with my kids and as a mom and my dating and my health and all those parts of my world. But I'm going to have some family on. I'll have some friends on on occasion. And yes, I will be having guests. I love interviewing. Of course, that's my background. I'm a journalist. I've done that for decades. So I'm thrilled to say we already have so many phenomenal people that are scheduled to be on the show that are giving of their time and their expertise. And they too are just going to rock your world and and shed so much light on so many different issues. So I'm just so excited about the lineup we have coming your way. But the newest element that I'm adding to this formula is that On occasion, and hopefully more often than not, I am going to be joined here with a lovely human being. (laughs) She's here. Can you hear her giggling? I'm I'm trying to get to the introduction. I I hate the word. Maybe you don't hate the word. Sidekick slash co-host slash, you know, talent slash personality, whatever. But let's just get to her now. I'm just going to, since you're here and I'm staring at you, um, you guys, welcome Kate. Madri to the show. Hello. Hi. Hi. Gorgeous. Oh, gorgeous. Right back at you. So they're like, well, who's Kate and why Kate? And some people who have followed me might know Kate was formerly Katie. Am I, is that yeah, your yeah. professional name is now Kate Madri? Yeah, my government name. <laughs> <laughs> Katie first, several years ago, was an intern for me for my digital brand, The Catwalk. So we got to know each other through that internship, and then we started working together. But Katie is an actress. She's a comedian. You've probably seen her on national commercials or all over your social media. And if you don't follow her on Instagram, you must, because (laughs) there is no one quite like you, Katie. Thank you. I mean, (laughs) that is a fact. Thank you. I think that's a fact. Hopefully for everyone, there's no one like anybody else. Well, true. But I really appreciate that. Thank you. Well, you're such an original and you're so unique. And sometimes I watch your stuff and I'm like, what did I just see? (laughs) (laughs) I know. What did I just watch? What was that? Definitely. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be here and to talk. Well, 
I just thought, you know, I think, you know, of course I could sit here and just talk at the people all day, but I wanted Kate to join this show in particular because, you know, we're two very different women. I think we love and respect each other. We have some history together. We've been to Paris together. We've done some cool things, but there is an element that I don't know you, know you, know you, but if we were to kind of add up all the surfacey things, you are 20 years younger. Yeah. We're at completely different stages in life, you know? Totally. I've been married twice, divorced twice. I have two teenage boys. You are single, no kids, you know, at the early stages of your career, still right. hustling, trying to book those jobs, get those campaigns, get that TV show, the whole thing. You're still figuring out your your life and your love life. When I met you, you were living with a guy. Yeah. And you you were like almost married at the time. You'd been together. How long were you guys together? We were together for five years, but I will make a minor correction that we weren't living together. We never lived together, which is <gasps> probably why it didn't work out. You'd been together almost five years, but didn't live together. I didn't want to live with him. I I didn't really want to live with anybody until my current partner. It's just, so well, here, here comes here the go. cat out of the bag. I was like, is she, has she, is she's the first person you've ever lived with? A love interest? Well, yes, we don't live together yet, but that's the only person I would want to live would with. Would want to, well, okay. Well, you, you and I are very similar. I feel in like our space is our space. Mm-hmm. Like we take pride in our environment and it means a lot when it's cluttered, we're cluttered. When it's organized, we feel organized. When it's peaceful, we're peaceful and so on. So I've never really wanted to have anybody in my space to kind of taint what I had going on. Mm-hmm. Because like, you are very career driven. I mean, very. Kate is very, you're a very hard worker and you're always creating. And you know, you've, you've, you're from Nashville, mm-hmm. but she moved out here to Hollywood and with a dream, with a dream, pretty much. <laughs> um, sorry, this is all we got for you now is <laughs> my podcast. I'm sure everyone will love getting to know you as time goes on, but I'd love to today, as we're kind of just getting out of the gate here on mm-hmm. this show, is talk a little bit about the last year because, you know, I've been MIA. Um, a lot of the people who check in with me, other than, you know, some pretty superficial stuff on Instagram, I've been missing for a year. Everyone's, I feel like, everyone has changed. Totally. Most people are not the same person they were before. Totally. Don't you? It really feels like pre-2020 was a different life. I was a different person. Everything, the way that I looked at things, the way I thought about things, my goals, my plans, everything just shifted. Did it shift for you? Oh yeah. I'm not the same version of myself. That's for sure. I mean, and, and that does happen in life. I've lived long enough to know that this won't be the only time for mm-hmm. you probably either, mm-hmm. but through, listen, if people are listening, that means you survived. So congratulations. I mean, yeah. we're all still here. And there were moments for a lot of people where it's like, oh my God, this is just too much. We were in isolation. We were not with our friends. We couldn't even touch people we loved. You know, people experience so much loss if they knew people who, heaven forbid, died from from COVID or any other reason. Just the whole year was so, so heavy. So why do you think you are so different? Like what, like when did you realize that, okay, I'm shifting, I'm changing, I'm reevaluating, I'm thinking? Because for me, like at at the beginning, I was just a hot mess. I was going Mm -hmm. through a whole bunch of stuff we can talk about, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't until about, you know, good 
quarter of the way through, I guess, the pandemic when I was like, okay, I got to get a hold of myself and I have an opportunity here to change. Yeah. But for you, like, how did it happen or how did it evolve? Well, my life pre-lockdown was very busy. I wore about 11 hats every day. I was working different jobs. I was trying to be different things to different people and put on different faces. And sitting with that in the stillness of like my own Burbank apartment, Hmm. I realized that the coping mechanisms that I had just weren't gonna work. It was like a really crappy raft in a tsunami. Mm. It just, it maybe you'll get afloat a couple times and you kind of see it, your head is above the water. But long-term, it just, I realized it just wasn't going to work. And what were those coping mechanisms that weren't doing the job? Well, I definitely drank a ton mm-hmm. and really escaped my reality. I think a lot of people did though. Oh I God, mean, I yes, think and a lot still of do. Still are, yeah. I mean, pandemic or no pandemic, that's totally. That's most people. Yeah, but I just had a moment where I realized that instead of trying to escape my reality, I just wanted to make my reality better, so that I wanted to not escape it. Mm. And I'm still figuring that out. Honestly, I think it'll take a long time. But had I not been forced to sit with myself and had I kept wearing the 11 hats that Mm -hmm. kind of muffled all the noise out and allowed me to make excuses for binging or letting everything go because I was so busy all the time, I definitely don't think I would have gotten to the place that I am now with wanting to be in a sober, healthy mindset. As someone who has known you a while, it's I mean, I've seen the transformation slowly because we didn't get to see each other a lot this year. You had a mask on most times I saw you. (laughs) Um, But I can see it and I can feel it. And I'm so proud of you. I've always adored you. But there is this like seismic shift. And it must, I mean, firstly, must be the the alcohol or lack thereof. And Mm -hmm. like, talk about clarity. I mean, you're kind of forced to stare it down at that point, right? Oh, totally. I was just saying last night, there's like these voices in our heads, which my therapist has told me to name mine, these negative self-talk voices, which is really like your inner child or how you used to cope when you were like young. Mm -hmm. Mine's Harper because she likes to harp on a lot of things Mm. and kind of go down the rabbit hole. Do you have a voice in your head? Oh, I probably have several, but I haven't named them. That's a fabulous idea. Yes. I might lose track of all their names. There's so many. No, <laughs> I'm doing chart. better too. I'm doing much better too. Thank you to therapy. Thank therapy. you to my Dr. Rick. I mean, that's what I discovered this year. Uh-huh. I've never in my life, I've probably gone to therapy mm, half dozen times and I go in and then I go out or I, I end up, you know what I'm doing is I end up lying to myself and lying to the therapist. And so I end up just stopping. But why? But why? Exactly. Well, that's why I leave because it's a waste of time. It's a waste of money. It's it's why um, not wanting to face the truth. Like, are you just wanting to seem like you got it all together? Probably. Like, please Mm -hmm. your therapist? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally, I've been guilty of that. You know, you say you wear 11 hats. I probably wear a mask. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like maybe... You know, the the one thing therapists have said to me over the years, the ones I've gone to, even if I didn't stay very long, they would say to me things like, where do you put it all? Where do you put it all? Because intellectually and on paper, and if you're writing down all the things and all the accomplishments and all the, I have so much to be grateful for. Mm. But then when I go down that 
you know, road of history or bad relationships or some childhood stuff or any past trauma, they're like, holy shit. When I tell them the truth, they're like, where does that go? What do you do with it? And I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I guess it was just suppressed so, so, so far down. But eventually that catches up with you, like you said. And so I finally, again, same thing, hallelujah, silver lining. When you can't work as much, when you're stuck at home, when you're stuck with yourself, when you go through a horrific breakup during a pandemic, it was like, listen, are you ready to do the work? That That's what happened for me. It's like, you want to do the work or you want to just kind of keep having another glass of wine, yeah. maybe date a nude guy, get another yeah. guy. But what made you realize it? Like mm. what was your pain, straw? The worst pain, the you ultimate couldn't, pain. Couldn't cope? No, I mean- didn't want I, to cope, didn't want mm. to use the tools you had been using. They were dulled. They didn't work. Like, what was it? It was the, the, it was the suffering on a level. I'm sure the breakup and the pain of just the loss, and it wasn't a normal breakup. Also, anyone who knows me knows I'm actually friends with my ex-husbands. I, I don't like conflict, but it was so hurtful, and I, I experienced so much betrayal and pain that I was at such a low. And then you, you add that to in the past, I would have gone out and gone and met my friends at the the bar, you know, or I would have had a guy a week later who's like, want to go out. I always just jump to the next. Totally. So then you never deal with your shit. Right. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't do that. I couldn't even go to a restaurant. There's nowhere to go. You can't hide anymore. So that coupled with hallelujah, I was in such crisis mode. I kid you not that I, Thankfully, I was reading Untamed. I remember this oh, specifically, so right? Good. Oh my God, thank you, oh Glennon Doyle. Glennon Doyle, Untamed. I was reading Untamed. Ugh. Well, well, I, I am I'm telling the story a little out of order, but I remember getting a call from a friend, Hillary, who at the time was an acquaintance. I'd mm-hmm. worked with her maybe twice. And by the way, I'm not, I'm, I'm kind of older. I have my friends kind of like set. I don't like just randomly go out and start new relationships all the time. I'm just too busy. But Hillary had texted me and she just said, would you ever want to go on a walk? Because at the time, that's all you could do, right, yeah. in LA. And it's like, you want to do a walk and we'll walk six feet apart and you can wear your mask. And I normally would have been like, oh, I'm too busy. Or, you know, I just, I wanted to stay in my comfort zone. But mm-hmm. I said yes. So I said yes. And then that walk turned into a really, really nice friendship with a really beautiful girl. And she had said on that very first day, have you read Untamed? And I was like, no, I've heard a little about it. I feel like everybody read it. It was like a wave. A wave. I listened to it on an audiobook because I really hate reading. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I did both. That's how good it is. I read the book and then I literally would listen to it every day on my walks. And so through that and through... That book and my therapy, it started my therapy. Oh, that was the story is that Hillary said, I got a really good therapist. And okay. so she introduced me to Dr. Rick, who by the way, isn't even in California, he's in Michigan. Shout out uh. Dr. Mick. Rick. But um, anyway, that's when things started aligning for me. And and back to your point that you're like, I got this. I think you're a Virgo too, right? Yeah. We just do everything ourselves. We, we do it best ourselves. So yep. we don't ask for help. Yeah. And, and I think we have some similar upbringing stuff from the Midwest. I just don't ask for help. It's very hard for me to ask for help. That's why with guys, even like I just take care of my, I pay my bills. I take care of my kids. I, mm. I just, it's very difficult for me. It was the first time I just, I sought help. And so I have been now with Dr. Rick for a year, every single week, sometimes twice a week. 
And talk about the self-help self-help books. I mean, if I showed you my Audible library, you oh. would laugh. I mean, it's so pathetic, Katie. No, it is not. It is empowering and oh it is good. Oh, my God. It's like um, overcoming life with a narcissist. It's, um, yes. you know, co- codependency no more. Oh, my God. Untamed. Yes. yes. Now it's How to Do the Work by Nicole Laperna. Do you know that book? No. What is that about? So good. The well, work on yourself or? Yes. It's a new kind of holistic approach to psychology and psychotherapy and stuff. It's fascinating. I think Ooh. it's a bestseller. We'll get into that and hopefully she'll be on the show one oh, day. Amazing. But I think that's the answer. I think I just, I didn't have a choice. Yeah. And I, I didn't this realization came about where, and you read this and you hear this, but it's like, feel your fucking feelings. You know, Mm -hmm. don't go for the tequila. Don't go for attention from another dude that's going to have 17 million red flags, but you'll do it anyway. So I guess through all of the work that actually works, guys, there's, there's the big takeaway. The work works if you stay with it. And if you're consistent and you are disciplined, I am sitting here in front of you like, I feel so good. I feel so good. And and I'm so grateful. And by the way, back to our inner child, like Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of Kathy. Like it's like, I don't have to feel shame about her anymore. It's like, yeah. I'm, I'm proud that I'm not denying her what she needs anymore. We're totally we're going there, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like as an adult, when as you grow up, you kind of become your inner child's parent and you parent your inner child the way you wish you could have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was talking to Megan, my therapist. <laughs> Love Megan, always in a cardigan with a mug of tea. And it mm. is just comforting no matter the day. Very textbook, yes. Um, we were talking about our inner voices and she was like, you need to name her so you can talk to her when talk back to her. And I said, okay, I'll name her because that bitch is crazy. <laughs> and she goes, yeah, but that bitch is hurting. Oh, And it's so true, <gasps> that bitch is hurting. Ooh. Right? Right. Something to keep in mind. That's a good one. Even when you're being hard on yourself or that voice is really coming from a place of the worst case scenario and the worst thing that could happen or you're not good or you're never going to amount to anything or that thing's not going to work out or they're too good to be true. All these toxic, negative thoughts that cross our minds is coming from a place of hurt. Mm-hmm. And if you can comfort yourself in those moments, it helps because it's all we want is to be heard, even from ourselves. We want to be able to know that we're heard. Yes. And that's where the healing comes. Like totally. until you recognize it and Mm -hmm. are honest about it and really see it in the rawness that it is, then you can't heal. Mm -hmm. So that's like, see you guys, if you can't go to therapy, just come to the podcast because we're both paying so much. We will. We'll share it with you. What is that called? Through not telekinesis. (laughs) Teletherapy? I don't know. When you put the book up to your head and then the knowledge goes in. Osmosis? Yeah. We're osmosising you through therapy. <laughs> through Megan and Rick. Osmosis. Well, that's the other thing I, I love about him. And I think why I've stayed with him so long is that he calls me out on my bullshit too. Because mm. the other therapist didn't really. And then I kind of knew I was lying. And I was kind of like playing this part. And he doesn't let me do that. And I love that. He really calls me on my shit. What and was he, the last thing he called you on? Mm, oh, do you really want to know? I really <laughs> want to know. <laughs> oh my what God. What are you lying about, girl? Well, this wasn't lying, but he called me out for acting out and choosing uh, unwisely. So 
I have now been broken up from my ex of basically three years and some change. And, and again, I was doing the work. I, I mean, I've been for all, you know, I've been doing pretty darn good and I was proud of myself or whatever. Holidays came. That was really hard. You know, people were alone again in a pandemic. I mean, God, it does, it gets lonely, you know? And anyway, a friend of a friend was like, (laughs) you need to meet so-and-so in Miami. He's your soulmate was the way they put it. And I was like. (laughs) And you were like, ding, 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 ding. The words I want to (laughs) hear. And you would have been like, love bombing, red flag. Don't do it, right? I know Katie calls me out too. It's great. Kate, Katie. Sorry, I can't shake the Katie. Um, But anyway, long story short, in about two days time, this guy who I had a handful of exchanges with on text was like, oh, our mutual friends are, are coming to Miami you should come. And this was like in a 48 hour window. And before I knew it, I was on a plane. He did fly me. First class. Yes, darling. Oh, love bomb. And, (laughs) and I ended up in Miami and let's just say it didn't go as planned. Okay. So this was a guy I'd never met. And can I ask what the plan was that it didn't go as like, what did you (sighs) think was going to happen? What was your pulling you to go do this? Well, because I thought at this point I deserved it. And by the way, Dr. Rick was telling me I should be dating. He's like, you've done so much work. You can absolutely do this. I have confidence in you. Like, you, child, you are allowed to go out and date should you want to. So what the issue was is that it was very impulsive, which I'm trying to not be anymore. And said person was newly divorced, right? So he also had children. And he did warn me, which I completely understand. He's like, you know, I do have children and they might be, if if for some reason they were to show up, you know, we're just friends. And I was like, oh, I get that. I get that completely. I don't introduce anyone to my kids or I try not to for many, many months or whatever. Anyway, long story short, we, the first night we met, there was too much tequila involved. That was my fault. So literally we didn't even... <laughs> Is that funny? That is funny. There was too much tequila involved and it was my fault. <laughs> well, it's my fault for Did consuming it. Did you get nervous? It. Like, were yes. you just like, oh I was my God, nervous. I'm nervous. And I, I've been out of the game. And yeah. I, so yes, I got nervous. I'm flying across country. It's three hours later there. I'm completely so nervous. I land? didn't have dinner. I landed at eight. He and his friends were like, hurry up, hurry up, get here. They were on the beach in Miami at some because everything was open in Miami at the time. Right. So compounded with, I hadn't even seen other people in like a year. The yeah. whole thing was crazy. By the way, I know you're all like, you flew. I know. Yes, I did also fly during First C. class. Well, that's right. <laughs> um, so anyway, I just drank so much. And by the way, they were definitely handing me tequila shots, by oh, the way. Totally. I don't even do shots anymore. And so long story short, I just, I, I don't, I didn't pass out, but I fell asleep. Oh, Okay. Okay. So the good news is I didn't even kiss the guy, right? So it was like, I didn't have anything to regret. Right. (laughs) Because you were sleeping. (laughs) Great first impression, right? Great first impression. So the next day, I know you're so much. And by the way, he put me up in a hotel. So that's the other beauty of this is that I felt safe going there. Because I knew I didn't know this guy. I was going to be staying in a hotel anyway. There wasn't a lot of pressure if we didn't hit it off. Right. But- yeah, I drank too much. And so the next day we had plans. So you woke up and you felt, how'd you feel? Your eyes popped open or they squinted open or you awoke and you thought, I can't believe I fell asleep. I felt, <laughs> st- I felt 
stupid. I felt a little embarrassed and, but I didn't feel shamed. Like Mm -hmm. I did, again, thank God I didn't do anything I would have really regretted. So, and he was a complete gentleman. So everything I thought was okay. The story could go on for hours, but we were supposed to go to dinner the next night or whatever. And it just so happened that, wouldn't you know, his daughter showed up and he couldn't go to dinner. Oh! Oh my goodness. I got rejected. Usually I can tell if there's not something there, right? Like, right. But something happened and we weren't going to have that dinner. And before I knew it, I was like, oh my God, I flew all the way to Miami to meet a guy. The whole thing combusted. I drank too much. Then his daughter shows up, which I believe him. I don't think he was lying, but the whole thing just crumbled and I got back on a plane and came home. And so when I came back to tell Dr. Rick about that, he uh-huh. was not pleased. Uh-huh. He was like, you should have known better. You should oh. not have gotten on that plane. That was completely impulsive. By the way, this guy is newly divorced. That is not what we talked about because mm. even if he is single, he's got his own baggage. Totes. Married 25 years. He's got two kids. He's he's entering a new phase of his life. This is not who we're looking for. This is not your partner. You need someone who knows who they are, who is ready, like, Full on. And like, how did you feel about him saying all that? I was like, that? oh my God. He's, I, I felt like I was- You're like, yeah, right. In the corner. Like I was being punished. Like I would needed a timeout. It was crazy. But he went now. I was so close to it at the time. I was like, oh my God, he's actually right. Like I was chasing something. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I was yeah. chasing a feeling. I was chasing to be filled up. I was chasing a thrill that isn't back to what you were saying, reality. How how about our reality? What, where are we going? What's yeah. that going to fix? Right. Like, what do you want? Like, what is yeah. your expected result? Yeah. I mean, I've chased and I've tried to fill, but really I think what I've learned this, this year, and I'm like the 26-year-old being like, oh, what I learned. That's okay. You know, there are some holes within yourself that you just can't have anybody else fill for you. It is like a different kind of material. Holes within ourselves from needing validation or self-worth or what we mean to the world, to ourselves. Those holes have like special material that we only have that material within ourselves to fill. Mm. So like a plane trip to Miami, you can try to fill the hole, but it's kind of going to sink or it's not going to go well or it's going to fill it a fourth of the way up and you're still going to have that hole. Yeah. I hear you and I love that analogy. But it is, man, it is boring sometimes. Well, (laughs) and that's another crazy thing. And then we can get off therapy, but Dr. Rick said that to me once. I've always lived like at an eight, like eight out of 10. Like I'm a happy person. I Mm. live this amazing life. I always see the beauty around me. I am generally in a great mood. Like, I live at about an eight. And by the way, my my beautiful life is not lost on me. I write a gratitude journal every day. I am grateful for everything in my life, even the bad. But Dr. Rick said to me once, he's like, I need you between a four and a six. And I was like, what? He's like, no, I really, that's that's where we want you is between a four and a six. Like how you, Meaning, your happiness or? Well, it's, it's to your point about like, that can be boring. It's because steady wins the race, right? It's like, mm. if we're always impulsive, we're always chasing a high, man, the lows really Hit. are low. Yeah. So it's finding that middle ground and almost the, the hum of just a more peaceful existence and relishing in that, which is another phenomenal book that got me through the last year. And that is 
when things fall apart by Pema Chodron. And that's a lot of kind of the Buddhist thinking is just about being in the moment and being here now and not labeling everything good or bad. And there are so many wonderful teachings in that book as well. And so, yeah, these are, those are the things I'm trying to fill my holes with, right? Instead of another hot guy. Yeah. Another hot guy. Or in your case, hot girl. Hot girl. Hot girl summer. That's what I had, a hot girl summer. <laughs> and a different level. And, and how is that? I mean, because you're like, I came I came out of a pandemic, a different woman. I mean- Totally. You How how did that come to be? And, and did you have any hesitation or trepidation? Or, totally. Yeah. Let me give you everybody a little background. I have always dated men. Mm-hmm. I have always thought I was supposed to date men. I've always thought, I'm going to have a husband and a kid and I'm going to, that's what I'm going to do. And, uh, yeah, I don't want that. (laughs) I don't want to, I don't want it. I just don't want it. Yeah. So, uh, this year I learned that I am happier being in love with whoever I want to fall in love with. And that is a woman. It's a woman I've been friends with for like four years, three years, never thought of a romantic thing. And we fell in love at your house, Kat. House sitting. <laughs> is that is that your the house. weekend? That was yeah. when <gasps> started kicking oh off. My then, gosh. and it is the healthiest relationship I've ever been in in my life. The communication mm. within myself. She challenges me to communicate how I'm feeling to go deeper. I challenge her to communicate what she's thinking and feeling. We validate each other, even at the end of every, any argument or any tough conversation, it always ends in, I totally hear what you're saying. Mm. And not just like a, yeah, 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 I hear what mm. you're saying. Mm-hmm. In a, I see you mm. and I hear you. And maybe it doesn't change how I feel, but I can understand where you're coming from. And that was not laid out for me in my parents' dynamic. That has never been shown to me in any of my family's dynamic. So it is a really new thing. Whoa. Really new. Well, I'm so happy for you. I mean, I say it when like you are glowing and and I know, you you know, maybe it's a combination of all of the things. Being in love is a really beautiful glow, the, you know, not drinking anymore, all of those things. You say, I I finally found like real love and Mm -hmm. I happen to love a woman. Do you think that was possible because you were starting to really love yourself? Totally. Did did the self-improvement and examination come prior to falling in love with her a little bit? Like, were you a better you then? Oh, yeah. I was, well, no. I can't say I was my best self before her. And I can't say that because of her, I'm my best self. Because it really is like an encouragement to do the work Mm -hmm. and to give. She gives me enough space to work on myself and grow. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel dependent, but I feel supported. And I've never felt that way. I really had to sit with myself though. I had to really sit and realize that no one else is going to make me as happy as I can be except for myself. And then it's like, once I worked on that, once I got to a place where I felt Ah, like a breath, like I'm happy with myself. Every day I wake up, I feel good. I feel full. Then anybody else is really going to need to be super additive. And instead of feeling like somebody needed to like be a patchwork, they can just be additive. Mm -hmm. And seeing the world in that regard, 
I think allowed for more room for my like love meter. Like it just wasn't restricted to just who would take me. Yes. It's now, well, who do I want back? I had never thought about it that way. I had never thought that I get to choose back. Oh my gosh. And you think about it, like think about Cinderella and Snow White and all of these fairy tales that we watch growing up. And it's like the prince chooses the Mm -hmm. girl and she's just ecstatic about that. Mm -hmm. Just the fact that she is chosen. Mm. And there's really no choosing back. I mean, Snow White's dead and he kisses her. (laughs) You know, like he has the power. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of um, funny how that works, right? Yeah, like yeah. And how I mean, you hit on such a, a important point because it's like, look at you, right? Gorgeous, funny, smart, successful, driven. You have all of these wonderful characteristics, and still, you didn't even realize your worth. You didn't even see that. Oh, I get to have a say. Mm-hmm. I'm worthy of an opinion on my relationship Hello. and who I get to be with. I mean, come on. It sounds so simple, right? But right. how many people are, are are living just how you were and how I have been? Oh, I mean, my and gosh. who hasn't, I mean, I can't even imagine the people who haven't even just been straight up told that. Yeah. Like, you get to choose. Yeah. This person wants to take you on a date. You can, you can say no. Mm-hmm. Or like, yeah, you've been dating this person for four and a half years. You can walk away from it. You are entitled to having that change. Change is good. Change is uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And it means we're stretching these muscles of our souls, really. Like, we have to keep growing. Yeah. I heard this quote. I kind of forget where I heard it from, so sorry. But they said, most people go through their life searching for comfort. And the way to stay happy and successful is to search the uncomfortability in life. So search to be uncomfortable in your career. Search Mm. to be uncomfortable with your feelings, with your goals, with your dreams. Dream big and be uncomfortable in it. And then you'll have a really fulfilling life. Because you're forced to stretch. Mm -hmm. And when you stretch, you grow. Mm -hmm. And then there's just this beautiful reward in that. Who wants to be complacent and comfortable? And how many people we know that live like that? That's a beautiful way to look at it. I, I, I've i just been writing down, you know, in all categories of life recently. Again, these are things I just always didn't do. I was too busy. And, you know, I didn't do the therapy. I didn't read the books and I didn't. But now I'm writing down like for the next year, you know, what I am seeking in a relationship. And it's like you declare what it is you want mm-hmm. in work, in my health and well-being in the home I want, like the space in which I want to live every day, all those things really declaring exactly how that looks. And as it pertains to relationships, I think that's why now, to your point, and being picky and being choosy, I am not wasting another day on the wrong person. I am not wasting another day betraying myself, Mm -hmm. lying to myself, Mm -hmm. accepting it, this mediocrity, right. or by the way, damn near abuse and belittling and condescending, like no, no more. So it's like, I, same thing. Like I just, I think all of us should be seeking a partner that helps us evolve, that mirrors us, that champions our own, you know, success or, or, or encourages our own success, mm-hmm. but also 
values that independence. You don't want to lose you and your relationship with Sarah. None of us should do that. Like we have to maintain our autonomy while also hopefully growing with a partner that, that values all those same things. But growing with, I think is something really important to focus on because for a long time I was scared. I'm going to have to be perfect. If I'm going to get perfect, I'm going to, you know, Mm. if I want this, I have to be able to match it, but you can come to a healthy relationship broken. You can come to a healthy relationship wounded. You can come to a healthy relationship in the middle of growing. I came into my relationship like not sober mm-hmm. and still figuring out my relationship with alcohol. So yes, like we want all of those things, but you don't have to be at the finish line before yeah. you deserve right. something good. Right. Just be working. Right. right. So well said. Yeah. It's just be doing, the, it's doing the work. As doing long, the work. As long as this person I'm with is doing some work and I'm doing my work, it's just, you got to be committed to work, yeah. period. Like as a couple and mm-hmm. as an individual. Yeah. That is huge, huge, huge. Welcome to the relationship show. It sure is a beautiful day. I, wow. We we talked a lot about therapy, but I hope it's good. And I hope it wasn't too heavy, everybody, because I was promising some sunshine. But I think, I think, and by the way, that's a whole other topic we will address down the line because I, I never want anyone to think that we need joy and we need a beautiful day because of, you know, we have to feel good all the time. That's yeah. not the point of this either. And we are going to get into that discussion about toxic positivity and what that is and what that can mean. But thank you for sharing and being being you. Yeah. This is going to be a fun Oh, this is. Because there's just so much more. We just are barely scratching. Barely scratching it. Barely (laughs) scratching the surface. Um, We were going to do a little game, um, Mm -hmm. a little, because again, it's it's weird. Katie and I have a history, but we don't know each other super well. So Mm -hmm. uh, two truths and a lie, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to play a little game. You want to go first? Sure. You go first. You go first. You say two two truths and a lie, and I'll guess which is the lie. Okay. Um, I have a... A rational fear of crawling. Uh, (laughs) You guys, what you don't understand is Katie is like such a great actress too. Like she's just so stone cold in her delivery and her face. Like I wish you could see her face right now because she's so good. Oh, Okay, go ahead. An irrational fear fear of of crawling. crawling. Okay. (laughs) I got a dog and named it Bacardi and had to give it back. Mm. And I got a tattoo this last year on my butt. <laughs> I really want them to insert laugh tracks into every <laughs> between all of those statements. Oh my god! All true. Just kidding. One of them's a lie. All could be true. All could be true. I think the lie is that you got a dog, dog named it Bacardi and gave it back. Did you get a butt tattoo? No, I didn't get ah! a butt tattoo. I that really want one. That was a lie. You got a dog and gave it back? I Okay, so I got <laughs> I snuck this puppy into my house when I was 16. I was working at Carabas as a host. So I had my own bankroll to get the pee pads, to get the kibble, <laughs> to get a little toy. This guy named John Overton, his dog had a litter. He was like, do you want one? I've never had a dog. I took the dog. At the the time, my favorite thing to drink was Bacardi. Mm -hmm. Kind of a warning Mm -hmm. sign that I was 16, Mm -hmm. loving that stuff. Mm -hmm. But we can dive into that (laughs) another time. And I was thinking, how am I going to keep this dog? 
And so it was right around Father's Day. So I said, I'm just going to give it as a Father's Day gift. And it did not go over. They made me give it right back. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, because I knew you do love dogs. I love dogs. Katie house sits for me on occasion and mm-hmm. you love my Nipsey. I love And Nipsey. my Scarlet. And Scar and her screaming Scarlet. I love it. She yells when we go for walks. I know. And Nipsey's right here by, she's been on by our feet this whole time. I mean, he, did I say she? Jeez. No, we don't know how he identifies, <laughs> how they identify, you know? Tis true. Keep it open. Tis true. But Tis no, true. I didn't get a butt tattoo. I okay. do really want one though. I really want a butt tattoo. Like on one cheek versus just like the other, one cheek, like up above the crack. What no, are we talking like, about? We're not talking tramp stamp. It's just like right by the panty line on one mm. cheek. And do you know what you want there? Yes. What? Shake your tits. The words shake your tits? Yes. On your ass. Yes, because I think it's really fun. It's like shake your tits, like live your best life. And if, you see, if you're seeing my butt, chances are, woohoo, shake your tits. We're having a good time. That also means that either you're going to be with Sarah for the long-term foreseeable future, or you're going to continue dating women because the men who might be down there admiring your ass won't have the tits to shake. Oh, my have you God. ever thought about that? I've never thought about that. <laughs> I think I, I must mean Sarah and I need to get hitched Woo! now. Because Woo! let me tell you, the tattoo removal, I've been getting oh. this tattoo removed for a year now and I've done eight passes and it is not nice. And so what's just your reasoning for getting rid of that? Really because it's, that it's about being present, right? It's like- Right. It has nothing to do with the meaning because I quite love the meaning. It's about being here in the moment. This is the tattoo on my wrist, you guys. You've probably seen before, but it's it looks like a less than and greater than sign. It's not that I don't love it. It's just, it's it's the lines are very harsh. It looks mm. too severe. And okay. I just, I would get it again, but just in a different place and maybe a little smaller. Okay. My kids are really sad. Austin wants to get the exact same one. So he's like, why are you getting rid of that? I'm like, I'm just, I'm I'm moving it. You're moving it. And, and by the way, I've learned that lesson. I mean, being present is actually something I'm very good at now. Um, and at the time, some 12 years ago, I really needed to see that on my wrist. So yeah. it served its purpose. Good. It really hurts getting rid of, I will Amazing. say. Okay. Uh-huh. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Here we go. You're so dramatic. I want to like work on my acting when I'm selling these yeah, lines. Yeah, sell it to me. <clears throat> I hate watermelon. Okay. I once played a sexy school teacher. Can't too personal. In a music video. Oh my God. I really hope that's true because we got to pull that footage. I don't know about you, but I have Jennifer Lawrence's phone number. Wow, clickety clack. I'm going to say, I don't believe that you don't like watermelon. Everybody likes watermelon. Frozen, mushed up, a little salt on it. I'm going to say to the watermelon. You're a liar. Wrong, wrong, wrong. I hate watermelon. (laughs) Everyone thinks I'm like, can't be trusted because I hate watermelon. Yes, what is that? I don't. Is it a texture thing? I don't. Yeah, it's the texture. It's the taste. There's just something that when I, when watermelon hits my tongue, it tastes like, you oh know those God. like candies or or dyes that have so much chemical in it that it's just like tastes like your like like um, <sighs> what are the sugars because I only do raw sugar that just tastes like cancer. When I taste watermelon, a fruit you get that from isn't a that, fruit. Isn't that that's crazy? Ninety percent water, hence the watermelon I don't know. name. I don't know, and I don't. It is a little about the texture, 
and the seeds. And I don't know. No one understands it. I don't understand it. I like, I like berries. I like the, okay. I like strawberries, I like berries, I like mangoes. I like all the tropical fruits. There's something about watermelon. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So we're down to the music video and J-Law. Which one is the lie? Well, I may have, I may have played this a little unfairly because I was in a music video, but I didn't play the sexy teacher. I played the sexy librarian. Oh, oh my I was trying God. to throw you off because you may have known about that video. I didn't, but we got to post it. Oh, Have my. you posted it? Hell no. Whose music video is I it? I can't believe you don't know this. What? <laughs> I've been in a couple of music videos myself. Have you? Oh, I have. Playing what? Um, I made out with somebody under the bleachers. It was maybe in my music video. What's the name of the song? No. What's the name of the song? Goodbye Town by Lady Annabella. I highly doubt it's the same song. I don't really think their brand is, uh, yeah. Sexy Actually, I think school they, teacher? they recently changed to Lady A because of Oh, Annabella. yes, I love yeah. that band. I yeah. love that band. I love that music. Oh, you got to make out? Did you get paid? I did get paid. Nice and girl. I got to miss school. Okay. 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 Um, my, okay, so uh, another, librarian. Sh- more shares about me and my past. I, love music. I was always in musicals. I was singing in musicals. I sang the national anthem in high school. Like music is the, if I had an alter ego and I could, (laughs) (laughs) but if I could ever live like an alter ego, it would be to like be a pop star or something. Like it sounds so crazy. That sounds so crazy. So I got to LA and I got the job on E and I was like, meeting a lot of people. And I had a publicist for the first time. And she's like, so what do you want? What do you want? Let's just, what do you, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to be in a music video. So bad. I've always wanted to be a music video. Oh. And Tess called me up one day and she goes, girl, I got you your music video. I was like, what? No. And at the time, this had to be like 2000, maybe nine, 2010, old lady. And I should take that back. I don't talk about myself yeah, like that anymore. Yeah, please don't talk about and ageism my is terrible. Like that. Okay, you're welcome. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, she said, and at the time, I mean, I think they're more than a one-hit wonder. They did have some good songs early 2000s, but do you remember the band Red Jumpsuit Apparatus? Yes. Okay, but what song? Now is I'm this? blanking on the song. I didn't oh plan to talk God. about this. Um, the song was. Uh, uh, They'll have to watch your stories yeah, when this something. airs and figure it out. It is on Google. If you do a really deep dive, you can probably find it. But anyway, the point was, she was like, so they want you, this is like a, the whole, it was shot at Taft High School here in LA. The band was super young, early 20s. They're rocking out at school. So there was a bleacher scene oh and there was a God, gym scene funny. and there were all these things. And you're going to play the sexy librarian. And all you have to do is you know, wear glasses, wear your hair up, kind of like maybe unbutton your shirt a little, wear this like cute little skirt and you're just gonna be like dancing in the library with the band. So that was what I was told that I was doing. Oh my God. And then I got there. Give me the dirt Oh my God. What did you do? So they were like, okay, do you want to wear these stockings and this little like, what are they called when the the stocking? Garter. Garter bell, (gasps) the whole thing. And then I go in the library. There is a crew of like 100 people, full-on music video, and the band members, not to mention, and not to mention the camera guy from E, who I know and see every day. And they're like, okay, mind you, I had never even heard the song before. What? So I don't even know what what I'm dancing to. Oh, my goodness. So they're like, okay, so see this table? I kid you not. Stop. See this table? So what we'd like for you to do 
is when when we give you the cue, we're going to be blaring the music. When we give you the cue, you climb onto said table uh-huh. and then just slowly kick off a heel and then slowly uh, take off your shirt. Strip. I'm hitting the table. No. I was like, are you actually serious right now? I had a kid, I had kids six and two, mind you. I'm in my bra. The, so I end up doing like- So we know you do it, obviously. I did it. Down to my bra and underwear. But I have never been more nervous. I've never been more scared. I, in front of a room full of strangers. We got to recreate it. It was, I want to say horrifying, but I'll just land on liberating. Yeah. And I thought at the time, I was thinking, I was like trying to channel, I I remember, I don't know why Angelina Jolie popped in my head, but I was just Uh trying to think of like at the time, like who just doesn't give a fuck? Like I was thinking of Tomb Raider and yeah. I was thinking of like all these people, just do it. And so I was like, I really don't have a choice. And at that point I just did it. So I'm going to, I'll have to show you later. Oh <laughs> anyway. So yeah, that was true. That was, it was a lie. Cause I wasn't a school teacher. I actually played the library, but there you go. That's that story. Oh my gosh. So then, so you have Jennifer Lawrence's cell number? I do. How about that? How about that? Little flex right there. Yeah, flex it. Little flex, flex. Well, because I'm indebted to her for so many things, but she was one of my first guests on my last podcast, and I'm forever grateful if you never heard that episode. It's still out there in the world. You can listen to it. Okay, I am going to uh, drive this thing home. Before I do that, I do want to say, when, when, you know, and we don't have to revisit this every episode, but Mm -hmm. what is your description of a beautiful day? What constitutes a beautiful day to you? A beautiful day to me is self-acceptance and being really present. Even if it's being present in the bullshit, like present in a shitty day is still to me a really good day, a beautiful day because you've Mm. accepted it and you powered through it. So acceptance and presence throughout the day is a beautiful day to me and kind of a hard one to do sometimes. Oh, absolutely. But I love that. I love that so much. That reminds me of one of my upcoming guests on this show. And I'm just so obsessed with her. Poet, artist, musician, writer, Morgan Harper Nichols. And she has a poem and kind of a a podcast that talks about the 24-hour cycle. And it it talks about how there are shadows in the day, there's light in the day, there's the ups, there's the downs, and how every day in and of itself is like a little adventure. And just being there for all of it, like you just said, whether it's bad or whether it's good, it's just like being fully present in whatever comes our way. Because it always will. It's it, We'll have our high moments. We'll have our low moments. We'll have the things we can't control. Mm. And it's just accepting that too and mm-hmm. just taking it for what it is and not always having to condemn, you know, when shit hits, hits the fan. That's, or you know fix, what? Or, or fix, work, exactly. Or... And how much energy goes into that. We actually do have a little control over that. Mm-hmm. It's all a choice. So I love that. I love that so much. And I'm going to end... Some of you may remember my cat formations because I do want to end on a high happy note or a uh, inspirational note. Um, I'm going to try and end every show with a, a cat formation. And this one actually comes from Morgan Harper Nichols, who will be on an upcoming episode. But she said this, um, and, and when she does her quotes, she also does the, the art around the quote and that she paints and she's just so talented. But she posted this quote yesterday, and it really resonated with me. She said, you have not missed out on what was meant for you. Mm. And I just love that. It's like- True. It's just true. 
like what's meant for us finds us and not getting stuck in obsessing about what we could have done or could have been or should have done or all those things. So, you know, whatever that means to you guys, you have not missed out on what was meant for you. So cut yourself some slack, right? Yes. Okay. I love that. I love getting to talk to you. Me too. I love having this space to be me. And I love creating community around shows like this. So welcome back, everybody. You know that these shows cannot stay on the air without your support. That's just how it goes. So it would mean so much to us if you would like our show, review our show, tell us what you thought of even the first episode. Go easy because, you know, I'm a little rusty. So review us, subscribe, and that way you'll know what's coming, when it's coming, if there are any bonus episodes. But we will come back to you every single Tuesday. That is the plan. And you can also follow our Instagram account, ABD with cat. That's at a beautiful day with cat, just the ABD. And I'm even thinking of like getting the hashtag ABD going. It was kind of inside mm-hmm. as a lead up to this show, but now you know, ABD, a beautiful day. Ah! Oh my God. I'm such a dork. No, you're not. I love it. Dork it up. Okay. Yay. See, I said, I'm just going to be me. So be it. now, you know, be I got to come up it, with my it. other name. You, Harper's your girl. You talk the, yep. bit, the bitch that needs you. You think about that. I'll think about that, but I also need another alter ego. Like my oh. my dorky, like true self. Okay. Okay, we'll come up with that too. Everyone should have one. Okay, you guys have an amazing rest of your day and week. And we thank you again so much for hanging out with us. Take care of one another and we will see you next time. Cheers with me. Cause that Cheers. was our first episode. Yay. Cheers. Water and seltzer. Water and seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, everybody. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. And a reminder, you can catch a brand new episode of It Sure Is a Beautiful Day every Tuesday. Please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And of course, I'd love to hear from you. So leave me a rating and leave me a review. Also, follow us on social media for all the behind the scenes action and more info. That's at I am Kat Sadler on Instagram and at ABD with Kat. Talk to you next Tuesday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.